Can you hear me? Oh my god, you're actually there. Wow, maybe it's my headphones. Don't I do don't that. know, because I hear the, the music kind of ping at the beginning and then just silent. Because um, I haven't got my headphones in this time. Mm-hmm. That is exciting. I'll tell you what is else exciting. What else is exciting? What else is exciting? That's sevens. Tell um, me. Tell me what else is exciting. This is Sports Arena, and this is rebooking a, your weekly that show. Exciting. Where we go back to the original ECW, take their wrestlers, and find modern day equivalents. And what we mean by that is fantasy booking it all. A billionaire has told Paul Heyman he can remake ECW and he has to go out and find equivalent wrestlers to fill similar roles to what the original ECW had. Last week, we had Public Enemy, Terry Funk and JT Smith. JT Smith, we decided Cassius Ono, hard worker who also helped backstage and other bits. Terry Funk, the hardcore legend who wouldn't mind putting young talent over. That's Tommy Dreamer. And Public Enemy... You went for the New Day, the the tag team who are a bit of comedy, um, but can be seen as bona fide main eventers of any card. Um, get the crowd up and dancing. Um, but you know, in, on the cold light of day, at the end of it, when we look back, is their shtick going to hold up, or are we going to be rolling our eyes at bootios and pancakes? Mm. And I wanted Enzo in cares. You did. I did. This week, we've got Eddie Gilbert, Stevie Richards, and the Bad Breed, which is Ian and Axel Rotten. Oh, I thought it was the Freebirds. That's Bad Street. I'm sorry. Bad Street. Bad Street. Doop, doop. <laughs> um, how are you anyway? Now we actually can hear each other. I'm not bad. I'm um, enjoying the heat wave that's currently going on in the UK. Uh, We've got a wonderful heat wave. It's, uh, yeah, it's um, uh, a very exciting experience. Um, <laughs> we are all super looking forward to it. We are, we are a country that's set up for extremes in temperature so you know if it's cold it doesn't affect us in any way shape or form and if it's hot then we all just kind of roll with it and it's all fine um exactly if if you love heat with no air or wind come to london yeah i mean if you like to inhale other people's sweat then the tube this time of year is just joy tremendous it's perfect but apart from that how are you Uh, similar very similar also experience heat wave and everything else that goes with it. But um, yeah, getting there. Can't complain. Good. You should do. No one listens, so rough them. <laughs> so it was my pick this week. I got to pick the wrestlers. I got to pick who we rebook, and I chose um, uh, Eddie three that I thought were going to be good conversations to have. Three that I thought were really interesting. Um, ones to bring forwards for different reasons. Um, and really interested to see kind of who in the modern era across all active modern wrestlers, be it UK independent, American independent, MLW, AEW, uh, NXT, um, 
TNA, uh, sorry, Impact, ROH, or WWE in any anything. Yes. Anything. Progress. Rev Pro. Name it. Anyone. Noah. All of them. Any wrestling you can think of could feel it. Um, on a shoot, you gave me about four hours notice to do this, so. Yeah, but I, <laughs> I know you're a professional, so I felt that was probably three hours notice more than you needed. <laughs> was he? And, and, you know, it was some really easy picks in regards to, you know, some of these. So I thought that we could almost have just pressed play and gone. It's true. Sort of. It's not. In fact, the next time it's my turn, I'm tempted to give you a heads up on two. And the third one, just be a live conversation. You hearing it at the time. A little bit like... Um, uh, uh, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers do with Incarnation Domination on um, Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. That kind of, you know, try to stump you. Okay, now we can do that. Just on one, just on one, because otherwise it's just, you know, a a really long show of you and me kind of going, fuck, I don't know. Just Googling rosters. Um, where would you like to start? I'd like to start with the bad breed. Okay. And the reason I'd like to start with the bad breed is if we look at who they are and what they did as a tag team, I think they're quite an easy one to start with in the sense of not hugely consequential in the grand scheme of things. So when we were looking at some of the ones yes last week, it was it was the scale that was was hard. You know, a tag team that can main event kind of thing. It was there was there was some real kind of complexities in that. Um the bad breed for me in ECW were um good just beat the shit out of people kind of team. Um kind of really kind of embodied that you know stiff style that ecw became famous for um but if we're looking at the bad breed and not for instance axel rotten um in his own career going beyond um i think they're an interesting one to start with yeah i'd agree with that Anything you'd add on, on there? ECW? Uh, no, they're basically just like sort of mid sort of, but can sort of come out and help upper as support um, brawlers. They fight together, but you could also see them fighting against. Do you know I mean, they sort of tick those sort of boxes. Yep. 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 So. Yeah, I mean, quite good at the the just kind of that that solid strong match yeah. in the middle of the card um build from newcastle england I say, in, in quotations british yep in quotations brothers yep. axel and ian rotten um you know built on model on that uh punk style alternate lifestyle Thing, um, uh, and trying to be different to and the outsiders of 
um, ECW when they came in. Yeah. Um, I couldn't tick all the boxes. No. Obviously, because it's hard. But I went for Joe and Mark uh, Coffey from NXT UK. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that is it Gallus, the stable they're in? With um, the Wolfgang? Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I went for them. Obviously, they're on um, World of Sport for a little while. They're in um, ICW. I'm not sure if they're a team in ICW or just singles. I know that um, Joe had a title run there. But, um, yeah, so I went for them because I thought kind of tag team who can work. You could also easily imagine them falling out and feuding and have a, a wild, violent feud, which, like I said, I'm not too sure about their past, but they probably have. Because, like I said, the first time I saw them as a team was, like, World of Sport. Yeah. Because I know that Joe was doing singles in ICW and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably having people, like, scream at me about the history because I don't know, but... That's that's vaguely what I know of them. But from what I've seen of them in NXT UK, like I, said, I could see them being, even though they're, they're slightly, you know, they're, well, slightly, they are better workers. I think they could fit into that sort of crazy sort of brother sort of tag team. Because there's other brother tag team that were wild and feuded and stuff like that, like the Briscoes. Yep. But I thought they were too... I'm I'm a big big Briscoes guy, so I, yeah, I, I think they I couldn't go there. No, I think they're they're a level of success that you can't put on the bad breed in the same sort of way. Um, but they did jump yeah, in fact, as well as a as a consideration. Yeah, I mean the fact that Briscoes obviously Jay's multiple world champion, they're like over yeah. ten time world tag team champions. It's that level of success that you think wasn't quite there with the bad breed yeah so that's why I went for a team who could go on to be successful but at the moment they haven't had an NXT tag team title run so you can kind of that's where I was at anyway yeah I think that's interesting I think that's a good kind of balance on it I I um, I kind of struggled with this one to try and find something that could kind of break it out it's funny because i know one of the other ones was your super difficult one for me this was the super difficult one because it's trying to find a team that's big enough but not important enough and i don't think i've done a very good job with that um so i kind of went on your smash style um uh, alternate lifestyle um kind of team um strong matches you know, can really do the brawling stuff. Um, so I thought um, the Viking experience or the Viking Raiders or War Raiders uh, and War Machine as they have been, um, just in kind of aesthetic, in kind of that kind of, you know, wrestling, brawling style. Um, it's not a natural fit. It's not an easy fit. They are a far more successful tag team than the bad breed were. Um, you know, they've won tag team championships wherever they've been. Um, they aren't, they're, they're more technically proficient than the Brad breed were. Um, but kind of that imposing size and strength and 
style, um, I, I thought they might possibly be one for consideration. Yeah, I get it. I mean, again, it's like they, they ticked some of the boxes, but um, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm a big fan of like sort of War Raiders and that. Yeah, I, I think that it's doing. I, I do See, believe my, my whole thing with them is again. It's, it's called, sorry, sorry. I do believe that it's doing the War Raiders a little bit of a disservice. Yeah, and like I said, it's not meant as a horrible thing. It's just the fact that Bad Breed never held the tag team titles. They sort of were. They had a couple of matches, but they never quite, you know, won the big one. When like War Raiders instead of NXT, Ring of Honor, um, New Japan, they sort of they they like won. Yeah. So that's why that's why I found it hard. It wasn't sort of tag team. It was, it was finding a tag team that sort of smash mouth, but didn't really or hasn't sort of won anything. I did wonder at one point I was going to Google to see whether the headbangers were still um, active. <laughs> Um, uh, again, just a little bit of a cop out in regards to uh, that's that's basically me just copying, you know, the same gimmick over. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, as much as the the Viking Raiders was my pick, I think we've called them four different names as we've explained them as a team. Um, changed as well. Yeah, thanks, thanks WWE for confusing me as to what to call them. Um, you know, I, I I think I gave more of kind of the my rationale was quite weak and my um, yeah buts and my disclaimers I think um, outweighed my uh, points. So I'm I'm not going to be putting up a fight for that one going through uh, as our yeah. pick. I I just kind of went for like a Smash Mouth British team that could probably walk out of a main event star and have them beat the crap out of someone, but might not necessarily win the tag team titles. But six months down the line, don't be surprised if they're one and two in a Royal Rumble and kicking the crap out of each other. Yeah, so and I think I think the Coffee Brothers are are good at that. I think that um I think that they will go on to eclipse the reputation of the bad breed as a tag team. Yeah. Um but as we're talking now, um, I think they've got a good base, but it, yeah, it would be building on, wouldn't it? So we're going for them? Let's go with them. Hey, feels like um, Room 101. <laughs> it's like an ECW version. We've got to put together your case and try and get your thing thrown in Room 101. Um, where do you like to go next? Stevie? Let's go Stevie. I want to build to... Hot stuff. Still struggling with hot stuff. So Stevie Richards. Yeah. Um, the, the... I've got what could be two, but it's the same but different. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So the cheerleader, the mouthpiece in a lot of ways, um, you know, goes on to do some quite big stuff. 
So whilst maybe not a main eventer is always around that kind of picture. Yeah. Um, quite innovative, um, quite, quite bold with his style and his look. Um, underrated on the microphone, I think. Um, Yeah, what do you think? What, what, what's his his position in ECW for you? Um, yeah, that I mean, like I said, a, a great sort of second man, uh, more successful in his tag team careers. Yeah, I'd say yeah. it would be with Raven, Meany, sort of Nova. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone else in him. Thing he came back after a WCW run and had a brief little solo run, but it was very quick, but. Yeah, not so much, I guess, like, lackey, but technically good. Um, yeah. But like you said, weird outfits, bright outfits, crazy outfits. Yeah, I mean, I look a, a stood out that, from everyone else in the show. Yeah, like, a, a, sort of a show stealer in his own sort of way. Not in a Shawn Michaels way, even though heavily influenced, but sort of his own sort of... You know, you went to an ECW show, you'd, you'd remember Stevie Richards. Yeah. So... Yeah, I was yeah. taken to him as soon as he walks through the curtain, no matter whether he's with the BWO or with Meanie or with Raven and, and The Nest. Um, yeah. You know, and... and None of those are, you know, if you think about the people who are in those groups and the people who are walking out with him on those things, to to be quite a, a, a an attractive character in the sense of, you know, attracting your eye and and you noticing him, you know, that's that's quite a, a quite a thing. Yeah. Um, very solid wrestler, very solid promo. Um, probably understated on both of those. Good mind for the business. Um, uh, so yeah. So is yeah. it my turn to go first this time? Oh uh, yeah, can do. Um, I again, I, you know, we're, we're judging people at, at points in their career now. Um, uh, we don't know the the, the, the the limit of some of these people. You know, they could go into be super, super, superstars, at which point my likening them to someone like Stevie Richards looks really dumb. Um, and I think this guy has a huge amount of potential. But as we stand at the moment in 2019, uh, the name I'm going to go for from MLW, uh, Brian Pillman Jr. Um, I think his stuff with the Hart Dynasty, he's involved, but he's a little bit on the backwards side. He's not the main focus, but has the charisma, has, you know, some good mic stuff, has a good work um, and has a look that does captivate you and grab you and you pay attention to. Um, I think that uh, good as a second man, good as a hype man, good as a running guy, um, really solid matches, but isn't, considered kind of the the leader or the experienced uh person on his team i like it that's a good shout i can see that working they've both got the mallet as well 
Yeah. That's the important factor. Details this there. Um, I went for an AEW wrestler. Kenny. No, I'm joking. I went for um, no, uh, Trent Beretta, one half of the best friends. Yep. Um, I was tied up between him and obviously Chuck Taylor, the other one of the best friends. Because I felt like Trent um, has sort of the brightish, sort of unique look. Um, but also good wrestling, also comedic though. Yep. And he, yeah, he's sort of there in a sort of comedic tag team, but when they sort of wrestle, it can be quite serious kind of vibe. The hugging with Chuck Taylor has that same sort of him and meanie thing. So I went down that sort of route. But promo-wise, I don't know where he's at that that could be where my argument sort of falls short a bit uh, yeah i mean i don't he's not and it's hard to tell because of the the organizations he's working with and all the rest of it and AEW, aew will be interesting to see he's not trusted with the mic a lot well that's it. i mean obviously i've heard him speak in like new japan and all that but it's, it's hard to gauge new japan yeah because it's just a complete like free for all it's not a promo leading to matches like he's going to have in AEW. It's very much backstage. Just say what you want. If you want to say like shit, say shit. Nothing yep. really matters. Kind of like thing. So yeah, which makes AEW... Zack Sabre Jr.'s New Japan promos just the most incredible things to watch. Oh, he's amazing. He's, he's um, he's <laughs> one the other week when they did it in America was absolutely tremendous. But, um, yeah, so I sort of went for him. So, I don't know. I'm happy to go with, with Junior. Um, yeah, I, I think I think it is just the, 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 the knowledge of him being a little bit more all-rounded at the point. Um, Trent's obviously got the experience on him. Um but um, yeah, just kind of that that captivating on the mic the moment he walks out the ramp kind of thing. Um, I think uh, uh, Mr. Pillman Junior's got the the advantage. Yeah, no, I do. I, I think that's I think that's a good shout. I'm happy to work with that. Obviously, when we do Meanie, we'll probably have to have to find someone that works. Same with Raven, yeah. Raven, all these people are going to have to link up with um, Brian Pillman Jr. as well. So it's only going to get harder. It's not just putting someone in the puzzle. It's now going to be pieces that have to join in with the rest of the puzzle. So Brian Pillman, technically, I guess, is in the, the nest and that sort of thing. So I have to find a few people to work along. So that'd be interesting. Well, we really will be. Which leads us with one. The hot good stuff old, himself. Yeah, good old hot stuff, Eddie Gilbert. Oh, um, oh, what can you say about him? Um, big star in like other federations. Yep. Turned up in ECW, um, was the booker, but you sort of felt like he really wasn't super into it. 
um, on the show a lot. Yeah, he was on the show a lot and, um, yeah, sort of almost pushed himself in the main event. Yeah, I mean, he was, uh, he was very, um, oh, you're very crackly. Like, am I? Yeah. Uh, What's just happened? Podcast apps at the time. I feel like I just want to shake my phone out. You just have it out of my end. I mean, I know it doesn't help you at all. <laughs> it's good to know. Does this mean I just win by default? Because I really don't have anyone. Um, so for me, one of the things, and again, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, trying right. to uh, not be disrespectful, but the level of the negativity that came I'm going to have to um, jump out of this and add it back in. Sorry, everyone. We, we'll start over in two seconds. As if by magic we're back. We are. And and how sound delightful. Delightful. That's good. What I'm looking for. Um yeah, so with Eddie Gilbert in in ECW, his 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 last run in ECW, ninety-three into ninety-four, uh one of the things I would the two things I would say is um him involved in a lot of stuff huge amount of nepotism his mates came through his brother had a high profile bit you know he was involved with with everyone it was it was one of those things that everyone who came in joined hot stuff international um dangerous alliance is it a dangerous alliance or hot stuff international that you know it's all so intertwined and it's got to be somewhere around him and then just interspersed with him doing doing stuff that made him laugh so lots of beavers and butthead stuff you know, just just over and over again, just dumb stuff that he found enjoyable, um, uh, and it, it's it's a shame because I know his his obviously his legacy is far bigger than that. Um, his in ring is far bigger than that, but we're looking from an ECW perspective, and from an ECW perspective, that's for me who it was. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hundred percent agree. I mean, it's hard because, like I said, I've seen matches against you know him against the Great Mooter in that uh, NWA sort of thing, and it was it was cool. It felt like a different worker in that, but it almost felt like he had too much freedom in yeah. ECW. It was too much fun, and like you said, he could just call up people like you know Snooker and Don Morocco and Garge Vance coming in being world champion. We'll start hot stuff international. Paul Heyman's turn up. Oh, let's just re name it the Dangerous Alliance and it doesn't matter. And it yeah. was that sort of... Just a little bit. Yeah, like I said, it's not... It's not everything. Yeah, just as long as people realise it's not a whole career sort of, you know, thing. It's just purely, you know, 93, 94 ECW run. Yeah. Yeah. Which it end up he getting sacked from because of his attitude, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and you know, bought out, and and that leads from Eastern to Extreme, and off we go. Yeah. Um, because it was very kind of classic as well. It was very kind of his booking philosophies, his his setup, his style was very um, uh, traditional. Uh, yeah. In it. Um, with this, I, I literally don't have anyone. I'll throw out 
um, EC3, but he doesn't tick anything. He's just a cocky heel. So I've got two. Uh, so I will I will talk through my two. And Don't pick Triple H. No, uh, Triple H isn't. But um, his brother-in-law was one of them. Um, oh. Because Shane McMahon, for me, has a certain amount of... And, and you know, it's, it's, it's what he's written to do, blah, blah, blah. But the amount of TV time Shane McMahon has in comparison to other people on the roster and other stuff going on, um, the amount of segments and silly stuff of him that comes in. Um, and I know it's a storyline and they're trying to build to it and all the rest of it, but it's hard to tell kind of where it starts and where it stops kind of thing. Um, so Shane McMahon is one of my two because he is uh, too involved in stuff that he doesn't need to be involved in. Um, he's, He's too highlighted in stuff that he doesn't need to be involved in. Um, loads of segments. Loads of segments. And it's just a lot about whatever's making him happy. You know, he he, he gets to go and talk about whatever he wants to talk about. Um, and, and just kind of, you know, have his own fun, which is lovely, apart from the fact that, you know, it's potentially at the cost of other stuff going on. So he's my first one. On the second one, when you're looking at um, uh, a really good wrestler, a really good competitor who is in a position of power and seems to be using it to get his mates jobs um, and seems to be using it to uh, try and tell a very traditional story um, in a traditional way. Cody Rhodes, or Cody, Cody, I guess, um, is the other one for me that, that kind of fits the, the, the mold. Um, high profile in his company, um, uh, always very front and center. I mean, with the AEW on TNT advert that came out today, Cody Rhodes is, is, is front and center again. Um, you know, a job for his wife, a job for his friends, a job for his... Um, so you could suggest that there's bleed across there of what ha- what could be perceived as looking after people and and you know you know so Eddie Gilbert has a hot feud so brings in his brother to be his partner and his whatever um, as does Cody um, so for me there's 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 parallels there especially as when you look at the, the bit for me for Cody over Shane is um, a really, really respected, solid wrestler, solid uh, body of work um, who's now moved into that office position um, and is still very, you know, you could argue Triple H, but for me, Triple H isn't on our TV as much as or or, or in it booked into the the program as much as Shane or as much as Cody. Um, so those are my two suggestions. I think um, it's annoying because I had plans for him in the future, but I think Cody's a great shout. I think don't be wrong. I, I think his attitude. Um, 
Oh, it's, it's so hard because you only go on like what you hear because you weren't, you know, you weren't. I didn't. But his attitude is obviously is better because he wants AEW to be the best. When Eddie Gilbert, I don't think really felt that about Eastern Championship Wrestling. No, but parallels through position and certain things like that. And like you said, that even that you know, bringing his brother in and stuff like that. There's parallels there. I wouldn't go full. And um, even though, you know, fantasy or not, it'd be hard to imagine Shane is just purely on-air talent, kind of. Yeah. So when Cody could come in and sort of fit that role still, regardless of his current position. So, um, yeah, I think I'm have to go Cody Rose. I think that's... um, it's a really good shout. I mean, it's that it's that element of the, it's the position, solid worker, really respected, who's the hair color transition, the hair color as well, wife in the business, um, yeah. who's transitioned into uh, this role. Was Eddie Gilbert second generation? Um, I don't. Know. I feel he was, but I don't know that for. I feel he might be purely because his brother is involved as well. So it feels a bit like, but maybe I don't know. Need to go back and look out and find out a bit about. Obviously, I really know from like easy, like I said, apart from obviously watching him against Great Muta, I haven't really seen a lot of his sort of bits. But um, yeah, I think we all go for Cody. Yeah, so Eddie Gilbert's father was Tommy Gilbert, who was a professional wrestler. Oh, there you go. So there's some very big... Um... And what does what his dad do? Carpenter or something? Or... Some of a plumber, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still try and be a little bit different. I was going to carpenter, paint and decorator. Was this different trade? But um, yeah, no, I think that's a tremendous shout. Like I said, it, it's not taking like all the negatives. It's taking a lot of the positives from Eddie's character. But yeah, you, you got the power, you got the position. You know, you don't know how AEW is going to go. You can only sort of say yeah. from what you see now. But um, yeah, it probably have a more sort of positive outlook. But yeah, I agree. And that is free. So, a quick one down. We have Bad Breed. The modern day would be Joe and Mark Coffee from XT UK. Stevie Richards. The modern day would be Brian Pillman Jr. from MLW. And Eddie Gilbert, the owner, main eventer on screen talent, would be AW's own Cody Rhodes. So, that is Letters for Six. For this roster, and so far it's looking a pretty, pretty stacked roster. Uh, we will come up with another three during the week, have a little think, and yeah, away we go. And of course, for those people listening to this who are screaming obvious names or disagreeing adamantly with our suggestions, our picks, who we've who we've said, um, let us know. You know, send us a voice note on Anchor so we can include in the show. Uh, Send us a message through social media. 
uh, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Um, and, uh, you know, let us know who you think your picks would be. Alternatively, if you've got people you want us to jump to, if you've got names that you think we should pick um, and, and, and consider, um, yeah, give us, give us who you want to hear us talking about next. And we will, um, we will see what we can do. Yes, make sure you go over to Twitter or Instagram at underscore Sports Arena. Please like and subscribe. And also, as you can tell, we are fans of ECW. If you are a fan of ECW, make sure you check out our other show, ReCW, where we are re-watching ECW from episode one all the way to 401 Hardcore TV and all the pay-per-views and big specials that the network allows us in between. So we'll be covering that again. New show coming out later in the week. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, and give that a listen because you'll probably enjoy it. And you can go back in the archives and listen to us uh, experience the Eddie Gilbert Eastern Eastern Championship Wrestling um, uh, and uh, his interactions with Jumpin' Jay Sully uh, all the way back uh, at the beginning. So uh, please feel free to to dive in and... uh, catch up and, and watch rewatch ECW with us again. And how much would that cost us to do that? Um what to listen to the podcast? Yeah. Well that's on the Patreon tier of no actually it's free. <laughs> Absolutely free. All of our shows are just free on Anchor, on um Apple Podcasts. Stitches where I listen through. It's free. Just get involved. That's it. Thank you very much. Till next time. Rebook.